We made it to episode 11. This is Thayfula, the Butcher Dabashi. And I am gorgeous Kenny Roberts. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a busy last couple of weeks, especially this week, and it's Labor Day week. And you have any plans? Uh, you know, doing a little camping, um, trying to just relax and get away from work for a little bit. Um, hope we all out there have a good, safe, uh, happy Labor Day weekend. And you as well, brother. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's been a busy week. It's Labor Day weekend. It's another short show. Like we said, we're going to, like we said last week, and we have some more scary stories. Uh, we had some great feedback last week about our last week's show. And this week we'll be playing um, two paranormal stories about dolls and toys. And you know what? We're going to be starting out fresh next week. And it's fall. It follows around the corner. And it's Halloween season. I'm getting excited, brother. It is getting to be that time of year, isn't it? Summer's not over. And yep, Halloween's just right around the corner. I cannot wait for some good, scary stories. And hopefully I'll have some to tell myself. <laughs> Especially when you go camping this weekend. Maybe you, maybe uh, you'll see Sasquatch? Well, yeah. Uh, I, saw, I saw Sasquatch at a bicycle rally last weekend in Boise, Idaho. He was, uh, he was riding a little cool uh, Schwinn uh, cruiser. Oh, was it an alter ego? or? I don't know. I don't know. How, how was that, by the way? What's that, the bicycle cruise? Uh-huh. It was cool. It was very cool. Okay, t- between you and I, uh, never mind. It was going to be something stupid. But do you, <laughs> do, do you have any? Do you have any scary uh, toy or doll stories? Ooh, no. Just I think I shared like on our first episode. My brothers back in the day, they they put a a wig head at the top of the stairs and uh, had the black light behind it playing scary music you know trying to scare me when i was really little so so yeah just those wig heads you know those old foam looking ones uh-huh yeah, those, those are always those always freak me out now that they ruined me when i was young yeah yeah i really have none but i got a a buddy of mine i won't say his name but he he's uh undercover works in law enforcement and growing up um i knew him since third grade and i met him through karate then we went to junior high and high school and He's to this day he's definitely deathly afraid of clowns. I mean, this oh, guy yeah. yeah, this guy's a badass and everything, but his kryptonite is clowns. I mean, you could prank him and put it in a box, he'll open up and he'll he'll about die. But I think he said it was because of that movie It. <laughs> yeah, no. I feel the same way about clowns as well. Really? JP Patches, Patches ruined me. I saw him live what? at a painting save back in the 70s. And it wasn't so much JP, it was Gertrude. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember going to Gertrude those. Gertrude freaked me out. Yeah, I was like, what? That's a man. And, of course, I was young. I had no idea it was a man dressed up, you well, know, now, like that. Now, I remember I remember JP Patches, the JP Patches show, and I remember going to the Tacoma Mall and stuff, going to those things he had. But, you know, I never really thought of it. Was Gertrude dressed as a woman? Oh yeah, so he's yeah, like almost looked like a uh, you remember uh, look almost kind of trying to look like a Raggedy Ann Andy yeah Raggedy Ann type you know so it was kind of like a yarn hair yeah I remember that so yeah. was he actually like the first transvestite person on TV 
You mean a cross dresser? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. guess, yeah. Cross dresser? <laughs> yeah. Probably so. Except for, uh, what was uh, the guy on that? I was just thinking about him. <laughs> Jamie, his real name was Jamie Farr. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Was it Klinger? Was that his name? No, Klinger was the, the boss man. Klinger was Colonel Klinger, wasn't it? Corporal Klinger? No, wrong show. You're thinking of Hogan Taros now. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to have to do some homework. And Yeah, oh gosh. I was just watching Manch, MASH on, I think, Antenna TV. That's another TV uh, station I like. I like uh, Me TV. And the new one I found on on, on our cable satellite was uh, Antenna TV. And yeah, I've had that one for a while out here in Boise. It's that, great. Uh, that is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then there's one called Heroes and Icons is pretty good, too. The Greatest American Hero plays on there. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that show. But yeah. <laughs> I, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Oh, don't get us going on that song. Now I'll be stuck in my head all day. All right, brother, we'll shoot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I'll be texting you. Believe it or not, I'm walking on here. Well, do you have any shout-outs and plugs you want to give out before we get to our true paranormal toys and doll stories? Uh, just, uh, just a shout-out to Vince over at Emerald Street Kennels. And then a uh, shout-out to Micah at Savage Reviews. Um, again, everybody... Travel safe this weekend and have a great holiday. Yes, and uh, I want to give a shout out to our homie Pahu Rojo. He's the host. Of, yeah, he's the host of the podcast Tales from the Abyss. is a great podcast and a great guy, and he has some great listeners. And uh, you can check out my lyrical and daily spit podcasts on your most of your major favorite podcast platforms. You can email us at murkychronicles at gmail.com. Um, we have a 24-hour hotline. If you call and leave a message, you might just hear it at, on the show, 360-208-779. Also, you could check out lyrical and daily spit as well as murky chronicles. And all show links at lyricalspit.com. Hashtag save our children. Epstein and McAfee didn't kill themselves. And if she has an apple, she has a banana. Anything else to add, Kenny? Gorgeous one, That's Kenny it. Roberts. Gorgeous one, Kenny Roberts. <laughs> you've, you've closed it out with the banana. So we're, we're out. I'm out. All right. All right, guys. Enjoy the True paranormal stories about dolls and toys, courtesy of Mr. Sinister from YouTube. Enjoy the broadcast right after this commercial break. Help keep this show free by buying some of our swag of apparel at butcherspit.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and even baby onesies. That's ButcherSpit.com. Story 1 by Reddit user Desert Crow Coyote. This isn't a personal story of mine, but it happened to my uncle and cousins. It's as accurate as I remember it being told to me a few years ago. A little info. My uncle, his girlfriend, his two kids, 
So my cousins, one boy and one girl, and my cousin's daughter, all lived in the same house at the time. The boy cousin was only living there temporarily, as he was home between semesters at school. Their church was having a fundraiser where people could donate items to raise money. It basically works like a garage or yard sale where the items are sorted and tagged for cheap and anyone can come by to browse and buy what they want. Anything that can't be sold is then donated to various charities in the community. Someone bought one of those large wooden dollhouses that looked like it might have been handmade. It didn't look antique, but it was pretty well made. It caught my cousin's eye because she had a daughter around four years old who she thought would love it. So she bought it before the church was finishing putting out all of their donated stock for $10, if I remember correctly. Anyway, her daughter loved the dollhouse and played with it often, but after they had it for a week or so, weird things started to happen. My uncle and his girlfriend started waking up to knocking on the wall behind their bed. Three knocks almost every night in the middle of the night. Both of them heard it, and it had usually wake both of them up due to how loud they were. One day, my uncle was in the kitchen making a snack while my cousin and her daughter were out. He swears he heard a very distinct voice of a girl, but who didn't sound like either his daughter or granddaughter, speak up behind him with, Can I have some? He turned around, and no one was there. The final event that happened was when my other cousin, the male student, was up late one night. He was on the computer just browsing the internet when he says he felt some form, his words, rise up right beside him and say, Hey, right in his ear. He freaked out, left the room and refused to sleep in the house another night. So, by this point they were all connecting the dots and came to the conclusion that the dollhouse was most likely the cause. They took it to the dumpster, left it there, and their activity ceased. The cousin's daughter was understandably upset, and they ended up replacing it with a store-bought dollhouse later. Story 2 By Reddit user Deviously Annoying I've decided to post each and every single one of my significant paranormal experiences on Reddit, as of today, starting with this one. My memory of early childhood is quite good. I wouldn't say I'm sensitive to the paranormal at all, just a regular old person. When I was about four years old, I owned a baby doll. This doll didn't look creepy or anything. The doll's entire body was made of hard plastic. The shoulder and hip joints, maybe neck, could bend, but none of the other joints could, such as the hands and feet which were moulded plastic shapes. The doll wore a long sleeve white onesie that had tiny purple triangles on it. Bald head, I think. I have no idea where I got this doll, or what brand it is or anything. Just that I lived in British Columbia, Canada at the time, about 2001. My parents can't remember the doll. So basically, the doll's hands would change. I can specifically remember my uncle placing the doll on the couch with its arms out and both its hands completely open. Sometime after that, the hands would be fists, or one hand open and one closed. At the time, of course, I had no clue that it was weird whatsoever. I just tried to pry the plastic hands open when they were closed, swearing they were open the last time I checked, but to no avail. 
it was physically impossible for the hands to have changed, but they did. It wasn't a fancy or expensive doll either. I don't know why I thought of this story. It might not be paranormal at all, but I'm pretty damn certain of what I saw. I have no idea where that doll is now. I gave most of my toys away when I was six, when I had to move to another country. Not the coolest story ever, but hey. Story 3 This Reddit poster wishes to remain anonymous. I had a scary experience with my grandmother's doll. For some context, my grandparents adopted me. I lived there until I was 18. I'm 22 now. I had some pretty scary experiences, as did my other family members and any friends who stayed over. Strange noises, things moving on their own, whispers, etc. Those things didn't bother me as much as I never scared easily. But my grandmother did, and still does, have a collection of dolls that always creeped me out. One in particular made me particularly uncomfortable. It used to sit on my grandmother's bedroom dresser, staring directly down the centre of their bed. It was an old porcelain doll, with a pale face, really thick curly hair and a woven hat. Nothing especially scary about it. I just hated it for some reason. I moved out of their house right when I turned 18 and took all of my belongings with me. My bed, my dresses, everything. The room was completely bare. A few months after I moved, they mentioned that they were redoing my old bedroom and a couple of other rooms in the house. I moved across the state, so I hadn't been there or seen the room since the day I moved out. One random night, I had a dream about my grandmother's doll. I walked into their house at night, straight up to my old bedroom. I opened the door to discover a couch on the left, a small bedside table with a lamp, and the doll on a stand right next to it, as well as a new bed on the right up against the wall. It was painted a dark blue, but the whole room felt eerily grey. I started slowly stepping into it, when I noticed the doll turning its head towards me. I turned around and started to bolt towards the door, which then slammed shut, and I woke up. I get nightmares frequently, so I just brushed it off and went back to sleep. I figured it was no big deal, just like any other nightmare. About a month or so later, I went to visit my grandparents. I had a box of things I wanted to get from my old bedroom, so I headed up. When I opened my bedroom door, I you not, it was set up exactly like it was in my dream. Couch, nightstand, doll, bed. Mind you, I had never seen this new room. Everything was completely different from the way I had left it. Nobody ever described it to me. I had no idea how it looked and I couldn't possibly have known that this was the current setup. And it scared the shit out of me. I felt my heart drop. I was so terrified I shut the door, went back downstairs, and that was that. Out of all of the other scary things that have happened to my family, friends and I in that house, this is still the most vivid to me. Story 4 by Reddit user Adrian and Deirdre I saw the post about living gnomes, so I thought I'd share one about a clown doll a family friend encountered. I'll start by saying I personally did not witness or experience this, 
but the story comes from a close family friend whom I consider reputable and honest. Personally, I am rather sceptic when it comes to most paranormal activity, but I believe this story because of the man who told it. So as a little bit of background, my father was a police officer for 25 years through the 80s and 90s. His best friends were mostly officers, so growing up, I always met and was around cops. Some of my father's cop friends were annoying and rude, and some were really squared away nice guys. One in particular was my favourite. I won't use his real name, so I'll just refer to him as Bob. Bob was one of my father's closest friends and beat partner for a long time. He was an older African-American man from New Orleans. He was polite and had great mannerism and carried himself confidently. My father used to say he was the most honest cop he ever worked with and had solid integrity and bravery. One night, my father and him worked an off-duty job at a local event, some sort of carnival or fair. I can't remember exactly, but there was a clown there. My father told me that the entire night Bob was acting strange, acting uncomfortable, quiet and shy. When my father asked him what was wrong, Bob said, I just hate clowns, always have. My father started poking fun at him for being scared of the clown, and he said Bob just stared at him with this look like he had never seen him do before. He was genuinely afraid. So, my father asked why, and this is Bob's story. Bob grew up in New Orleans. When he was a child, his mum took him to stay at his aunt's house for a few weeks. Bob said he didn't care much for his aunt. She wasn't mean to him, but he always got a strange vibe when around her, like she carried an evil aura around with her. His family used to joke that his aunt was involved in voodoo and black magic, but they mostly just said these things in jest. His time at his aunt's was largely uneventful, with the exception of a strange rule she had. He was not allowed in the kitchen. Bob didn't understand why, but he followed it. On some nights, Bob claimed he heard his aunt talking to people in the kitchen at odd hours. In the mornings, he would question his aunt if she had friends over, and she would say she didn't. His aunt had a thing for dolls. She had them all around the house. He hated them. He said whenever he passed by cabinets displaying them, he always felt as if he was being watched. But she had one doll she always carried around and protected like a treasure. You guessed it, a clown doll. He said his aunt loved this thing, always took it with her around the house, caring for it as if it was a child. He didn't understand why. It was ugly and horrible looking, and he was frightened by that one the most. One night, he smelt his aunt baking something sweet and conversing with someone. He got excited and ran into the kitchen without thinking about his aunt's rule. When he ran in, he saw on the counter the clown doll. It was moving its mouth and speaking to his aunt in a man's voice. The clown turned its head and looked at Bob. His aunt turned around frantically and scolded him out of the kitchen. He said as his aunt rushed him out of the kitchen, he heard the clown doll laughing. After that night, he never left his room and barely slept. His aunt claimed he was imagining seeing the clown talk. He never went back after that incident. My father, who is a big-time paranormal sceptic, believes Bob. 
He said he'd never seen Bob's eyes or body language display so much discomfort and fear. He looked my dad square in the eyes and said, I know what I saw, and I know how it sounds, but I'm telling you it happened. That doll was alive. Whether you choose to believe it or not, I do, because I know Bob, and he's just not the kind of guy to make up something or claim something he wasn't sure about. I hope you enjoyed. Story 5 This Reddit user also wishes to remain anonymous. Recently, I've been reading some other stories in this sub, and I was reminded of something that happened a while ago. Once a year, my parents go on a vacation together somewhere in the US, usually to the Bahamas or Florida. And they leave me in charge of the house with my dog and like for me to check on my nana, who lives in our basement. Normal, right? There's another important bit of background information. My dad takes part in this weird golfing competition with his friends where if someone wins a certain amount of holes, they get to take home this creepy doll as a sort of trophy. I don't get why, but I guess it's just some sort of running gag. Well, my dad won the competition and he brought it home before he left. I'm not at all scared of dolls. In fact, before he left, I slept with it beside me as a joke. It was basically an old baby doll with a missing eye and a brown dress. I don't know the origin of it and didn't really bother to ask. November rolls around and my parents leave for their vacation. Everything goes normal for a little while, but then things start to get weird. Because I'm the stereotypical little brother, I put the doll on my sister's bed, who is in university, and took a picture to send it to her as a joke. She hates dolls. So, I leave the room with the doll still in there and head into my room just to send the photo and move on with my life. A few minutes later, I hear a massive bang. I jump up, startled, and go to look out into the hallway. My sister's room has slammed shut. Now, our hallway has no opening windows, and there wasn't any sort of draught. Even if it was there, that bang sounded forceful. A little on edge, I open her door and see the doll has fallen face forward, even though I left it sitting upright. I thought it was weird, but brought the doll back into my room and moved on. That night, I'm sleeping normally in my parents' room. I have to sleep in there while my parents are away because I need to keep an eye on my dog and she refuses to sleep anywhere else. I wake up suddenly in the night, which is odd. I usually sleep all the way through the night. I check the time, and I see it's around 3am. This immediately freaks me out because I read somewhere that this is the witching hour. I glanced over to my dog, and she's awake too with her head up. Also strange. I put on my little puppy voice and ask my dog if she needs to pee. But she just stares back at me, then looks to the closet. I look to the closet too and see that it's open, even though I remember shutting it before going to bed. I quickly turn on the lamp and get out of bed to close the door. I don't even bother looking inside. My teenage brain still thinks a ghost is more likely than an intruder. So, I get back to bed, scroll on my phone for a bit, until I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning as usual to feed my dog. 
but when I go out into the hall I see my bedroom door is open. I always close my door when I'm not in it. Now it's still dark out because I have to feed my dog around 6am or she throws a fit. I look inside my room, turn on the light and the doll is on the floor. I left it on my bed. I remembered last night and I'm now feeling paranoid. But again, I just put the doll back on my bed and leave, deciding to just have my door open. After feeding my dog, I went back to bed to sleep a couple of extra hours. That's when the most frightening thing happened. I was woken up by a loud banging sound, loud enough to wake me, the heaviest sleeper in the family, up. I quickly got up and ran downstairs, my first thought being maybe my nana had fallen in the basement and was banging for me to help her. But when I got downstairs, I realised the banging was coming from my balcony door. I saw the glass shaking as if something was hitting it from the outside. The banging was so loud it was shaking the counters. The strangest part is that my dog was just standing in front of the door staring at it and she's the type of dog who will start barking if a mouse farts. I'm really shaken up at this point. It's completely still outside. No wind at all. I text my parents and tell them what's going on. As soon as I do, the banging stops. They tell me it's probably nothing and not to worry about it. I went downstairs to see my nana. She had no idea what happened. She's almost completely deaf so couldn't hear it. She can't even walk up the stairs so there's no way of her causing any of this. That was the last weird incident that happened. The next week my parents got back, I didn't tell them everything that happened because I didn't want them to think I'm a chicken or something. Needless to say, I moved the doll out of my room until my dad brought it back to his golf team. Nothing strange happened after that. I still have no idea what went on during those couple of days, but it certainly was strange. I sort of wonder the story behind that doll now but I really don't know if I want to ask my dad. Story 6 by Reddit user Abigani I've always had a life with paranormal events, or so my religious mother tells me. Much of those I don't remember personally, but I don't doubt her. And that, well, the stories that she tells me aren't evil paranormal, just casualties and me seeing my grandpa and uncle around when they had long been dead. But it was a nice encounter, according to her. The only thing I personally remember and still have the image of stamped in my memory is this one. So I, to this day, have full baskets of plushes, dolls and signature action figures from way back when me and my younger brother were obsessed with collecting and playing with them. I also used to have a grey dog. I don't remember the breed he was, but he was around the house a lot. His name was Hobbs. Our goal was to have our cast of characters. Funnily enough, we made up our characters and completely dismissed the physical appearance of the toy, often referring to dinosaurs as Sonic characters, for example. The room was always messy because we'd spent literal hours just moving the toys around and doing voices for all of them. We moved all around the room in doing so, and time flied by. We never cleaned our room that same day. One day after a play session, we were told to clean up the mess we had made the day before. And so we did. I crouched to see below the bed, and midway through something moved. 
I swear, on my life, I saw this thing sliver around, like it was my dog, Hobbs, crawling out of the bed. Instinctively, I greeted him and waited for him to come out, as he normally would. But he didn't. I quickly ducked further to see what was going on, and found that what had moved was a plush. I couldn't speak for a moment, and just glared at my brother across the room, hoping he somehow had seen it. He heard me say the name of the dog, and was equally surprised that the dog was in the room, as we'd often closed the door. Being the older brother, I didn't want to scream and leave the room in horror, because I knew I would really set the alarm off for my brother. He was really sensitive to the paranormal, and never coped well with it, so I just told him to get out with me, and we played some Wii afterwards. I didn't pick up this grey plush until the night. This is a bit blurry though. I think he may have picked it up because I don't remember confronting what I saw myself. I still vividly, as I write this, remember how it moved. It simply slithered forward by thumbing itself side to side. The plush was the villain from the first Kung Fu Panda movie, so his back, the side I saw, was spotted grey and looked exactly like my dog's paws. I swear he moved, and even went to confess it to my brother, once we were way, way older, past the point of minding that we no longer had the option for a plushie to play with. He believes me, but simply because I'm honest. I feel he doesn't really measure what I saw. Remember how I talked about my mother speaking to me about how I saw dead relatives? Turns out that she had a brother that died at the age of two due to heart complications. She told me this a lot of years after we had stopped playing with dolls. To keep it simple, what happened was that another mess was made in my room, but my mother wanted me to pick things up fast as possible because guests were coming, and for some reason, they wanted to come and check me in my room. At this time, I was two years old, so my brother hadn't been born yet. It was just me playing. I did so. She left the room, and when she came back, she saw me with a much worse mess than before. She got mad and asked why on earth would I just undo what I had been doing for an hour or so. I told her that my uncle Raphael had arrived to play with me. That same uncle that died at the age I was, that my mother hadn't even mentioned to me yet. She still hasn't come up with an idea of how I just know his name from thin air, and so truly believes that I saw a kind, gentle and infant spirit who knew who I was and just wanted to play with me. My mum always feels glad and heartwarmed every time this story is mentioned because it makes her happy to know that my uncle was still there with us and, according to her, took care of me when she couldn't. That phrasing really scares me now. Especially after I connected it with the events of the plush moving. I do feel like it was him again because it was the last time I ever saw plushies moving. Nothing came out of it because, like I said, he was a kind ghost. I didn't have nightmares or troubles picking up the plushie, or sleeping in the same room where it was. The plushie is still hanging around somewhere in my brother's room in his closet, but he has never told me or my mum about having trouble sleeping. Had it been a malicious ghost, things would have been different, I feel. This was just my uncle, and each day that passes by, I wonder if he really still is with us, being more cautious now that I can spot and react accordingly to the paranormal. The next stories in this video are not doll or toy related, they are just paranormal stories. Story 7 
by Reddit user Wolf Gypsy. My sister and I have both seen the Hat Man in the same house, a few months apart. We didn't know until today when we were reminiscing about the place. The first occurrence was my own. I woke up from an afternoon nap to realise our babysitter had left us. The teens had put my little sister in charge, and we were arguing about it because I was older, so, you know, the leader position should be my own. Our windows were very covered, and we lived in the middle of nowhere in a deadbeat town in the southern US. The babysitters had taken the only car. Both female, I should add. Anyways, during this childish argument, I just happened to be facing a wall that leads to a perpendicular dark hallway. A man, walking seemingly away from us, crosses the entire living room to a slow, eerie walk. He's wearing a top hat and his head nearly reaches the ceiling of our little house. The black figure is clear as day, too dark to be a normal shadow, and it seems to be walking with a briefcase. I stop mid-sentence and freeze in terror. My sister is facing me in the wrong direction, so she doesn't see it. It continues walking, darker than any shadow I've ever seen, and vanishes into the hallway. I forget the fight and go into a horrified and hysterical laughter at what I'd just experienced. My realist of a sibling couldn't explain it away, as our windows were blocked with trees and, as mentioned before, we were utterly and completely alone. The second occurrence was from an even younger sibling of mine who had been out during the first event with the parents. She saw the man several times at night when she was trying to sleep, just passing the doorway in the same house, still wearing that top hat and briefcase. Knowing we both saw the same creature and that others have seen it as well will never cease to be both fascinating and horrifying to me at the same time. Story 8 by Reddit user Aya787. So, I've had paranormal stuff happen, sort of. Like, I see things at times, mostly while out and about, and I have an entity that is harassing me in my dreams, but I've never had a paranormal thing happen where I've seen it so clearly. Bit of background on me. When I was little, I never liked being around kids because they were always strange to me. But I heard voices and saw strange things all the time at school and knew better than to mess around with this stuff I didn't understand. But it's never happened to me in my own home like what I just witnessed. I don't know if I'll be posting this the instant I finish writing or the next morning, so I'm just going to timestamp it. September 15th, 2020 is when this happened. My mum lives in the southern part of the state. I live up north, so rarely get to see her but my birthday is coming up and I wanted to spend it with her. On top of that, this year has been super brutal. Stress from Covid, and then my grandmother, who lived in the house my mum is in, died this year. And then my boyfriend's cat died soon after. And just a week or so ago from this date, my great-grandmother died. We buried her in a white coffin, but I'll explain why I believe that to be relevant in a moment. As I've said before, I've had paranormal stuff in my life for as long as I remember. Voices, noises, sometimes visions, but it's mostly about small, minute stuff like classes, but never something this personal, this close to a family member's death, which is partly why this freaked me out. I mean, as I'm typing this, I'm shaking violently and absolutely terrified. So, 
It was a long drive to get to my mother's house, which is actually owned by my grandfather, who is the spouse of my grandmother who died earlier in the year. When you first walk in, you see the door on the right which leads to the room, and the doorway on the left which leads to the living room. It doesn't have a working door, so there's a curtain or sheet acting as a doorway, which is part of the reason this is so scary. So, we got home late. Everyone was tired. I wanted to curl up in blankets because it was cold inside, but we have to unload the car. We do so, but Mum leaves some stuff outside. An air mattress and some curtains I can only assume she got from my late great-grandmother. So I go down to get it. It was after a shower, so I'm pretty awake. I went downstairs to get it, which is just outside the door by the stairs. Mind you, from where I was standing, I could see some of my grandfather's door and the complete view of the living room sheet door from where I stand. So I had my phone and a knife because I don't go anywhere without either for a good reason. But for some reason, when I'm piling the curtains on the bag with the air mattress, I look up. I don't know why I looked up, but I did. In that instant, I saw what I can only describe as a slender man, tall, completely white figure, speed through the hall between my grandfather's door and into the living room. What further confirmed my suspicion was after I saw it move the curtain. I watched for a good ten seconds to see if it moved like it normally did when someone walked in. And it did. For that ten seconds the curtain moved in waves in and out of the room like it always does when someone moves it to walk in. As I said, I can only describe it as a slender man-like creature. It was tall enough to reach the top of the doorway, which I will measure later and edit the measurements in and it was white from head to toe. No features, no hair, just a bald white head, long arms and long legs. I could see the back of the head as it went in, the arm it used to throw back the curtains and the foot that followed it inside. For a moment, I thought it was my grandfather, so I called out. Hello, Grandpa. No answer. So I watched the door in case it was him, and brought the stuff in because I was terrified of being out at night as it is. But I figured my grandfather wouldn't answer as he's grumpy at this time. So, I go to the curtain. With the air going in that room, it blows out just enough to make a crack where I can look inside without touching the curtain. And, mind you, the air is blowing directly onto the curtain, and it doesn't these days on this end with no change in the current unless someone walks by, which no one did, so there's no way it was that. Anyways, as I looked in to see if he was sitting in the chair because his music station was on, there was no one there. I moved the curtain and stepped in. Empty. I instantly ran back out and ran up the stairs telling my mother everything. She made fun of me for it, but I know what I saw. So... The reason that I said the white coffin detail might be important was because this figure was white, and so was her coffin. Is there a connection? The thing is, I've heard about faces and black shadows, but I've never heard of a white figure. What does that mean? Am I in danger? Suffice to say, I'm definitely grateful that I'm in my brother's room for the remainder of my stay here. The writer of that story is actually looking for answers on this encounter. Thank you for downloading and listening, and please spread the word. 
subscribe and follow Murky Chronicles on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on most of your favorite podcast platforms. You can get all the show links at lyricalspit.com. Help keep this show free by buying some of our swag of apparel at ButcherSpit.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and even baby onesies. That's ButcherSpit.com.